My name is John Devine, and I am the host of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast, the show that educates on the three most important pillars of becoming a strong individual, our health, our wealth, and our authentic expression of self. Before we get started, I would like to personally thank you, yes, you, for investing your time with me today. And I ask that if you do find value in today's episode, that you do us both a favor and subscribe. All right, let's jump into it, y'all. Yeah, come on, y'all. Welcome back to episode five now of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast. It's your boy, John Devine, and I'm super excited about today's episode, mainly because it's been a obvious overlapping theme in my life lately, and that topic is delayed gratification. Now, my favorite definition of delayed gratification is trading what you want right now for what you want most. And the problem is most of us don't have the patience for that. We don't want what we want most more than what we want right now. We want to be happy and satisfied and rewarded right now because we deserve it, because life is short, because I'm tired of people telling me no or what I can and can't have. This isn't about other people telling you no or what you can and can't have. This is about your ability to tell yourself no and what you should or shouldn't have right now so that you can have what you actually want long term. So again, just very excited to talk to you guys, not only about this, but uh, just my experience with it over the course of my life. So I'm going to start diving into this uh, by talking about a pretty famous study from back in the late 60s, early 70s called the Marshmallow Test. And a couple of physicians at Stanford University gathered, uh, I think the initial test group was 18 boys and 18 girls between the ages of three and a half to like six and what they would do is they would go into a room that didn't have any distractions for children, any kind of toys, any kind of paintings or art or anything like that, just pretty much four blank walls uh, and a two-way mirror. And they would sit the child down and they would explain to them as they pulled out a marshmallow, hey, I'm going to leave you alone and you have two choices. You can either eat the marshmallow or when I come back 10 to 15 minutes from now, if the marshmallow is still here, I'll give you another marshmallow. What they were testing was the child's delayed gratification response. Once they knew if they waited, they would get more of something. And the results were pretty interesting. So it kind of broke up into thirds. About 30% of the kids lasted about 30 seconds. Like they'd sit there, the doc wasn't in the room, and they'd just lose it, grab the marshmallow, and eat it. Now, not only do I know some of you listening are in that group, 
every single person is in that group in some capacity. Don't think that everyone, when they see something they want, bowl of ice cream, comfy couch, whatever, doesn't have that initial response of, oh, I'm going to grab that right now. It's our secondary response that we need to be working on, which is, oh, hold on, wait, remember what's coming in the future, right? So that first group of kids, about 30 seconds. The second 30%, the second group of kids lasted on average six-ish minutes, a little bit less, a little bit more, but on average, that 30% lasted about six minutes. So they could sit, they could hold it. Um, the problem is they're in that blank room. So it's literally just them and the marshmallow. And so that thing is staring back at them as they're trying to hold off, right? And they just finally succumb, they grab the marshmallow, they eat it. About 30% are the ones who waited the full 10 to 15 minutes. So then the doc comes in, the marshmallow is still sitting there, and the doc goes, congratulations, gives them a second marshmallow. Now, what that third group of children did while the doc was sitting on the other side of the two-way mirror was the interesting part. Rather than sitting there and staring at the marshmallow, they knew already, okay, I just have to wait until the doc comes back in. And then they would go distract themselves. They would sing songs. They would look at their hands and feet. They would get up and walk around the room. But they tried their best to basically ignore what was sitting in front of them for the short term and distracted themselves until the doc came back in for the long-term reward. That is the 30% that I want to talk about. That is the group of people who throughout life have the highest probability of achieving their goals. Okay. Then there was one more group of kids that make up roughly 10%. Those are the ones that when the doc gave them the second marshmallow, they asked, okay, do we get to run it back a third time? That is a whole different breed of person, right? Realizing that, okay, I was able to delay my gratification and double my reward. Can I do it again, right? Rather than just being like, oh, I made it, achieving the award, getting it, getting the satisfaction, the dopamine, and then moving on with your life from one short-term accomplishment. The next breed is that group of people who realizes what they just did and wants to do it again. Now that, if you can get yourself there, will reap you a whole nother level of rewards because it starts to get into compound interest. And compound interest in itself is just delayed gratification at work, right? So if you were to make a financial investment, we won't get in deep on what kind of investment, but let's say you make a financial investment with a compounding interest that pays you back at a five and a half percent return. Compound interests delayed gratification says that it's going to take 13 years for an investment that is paying you back at a five and a half percent return, if you don't touch it, to outgrow what you're contributing. So even with our money, 
the longer we can delay our gratification of, ooh, am I going to get a payout on that? There is an eventual tipping point when the money starts out earning you and it starts taking off and growing itself. But it takes 13 years. If you pull out before that 13-year mark because you want the reward, you're never going to see the place where your money starts outperforming you. So even in the realm of financial investing, delayed gratification is at work. So it's at the mathematical level. It's also at our biological level, okay? The question is, can you fight your biology to get the reward of the math? So a little bit about me and my journey with delayed gratification. Uh, For those of you who know me, some of you may have even grew up in the martial arts world with me and competed with me or heck, even against me. Um, My first journey with delayed gratification really was martial arts, right? You come in as somebody in their street clothes and they end up giving you a uniform with a white belt and it takes you three months, at least in the art that I was in, it takes you three months to get your next belt, your yellow belt. And as a beginner, it's three months between every belt. Then when you get into the intermediate belts, it's six months because there's a lot to learn. Once there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to practice. Once there's a lot to practice, there's a lot to master. And the more you know and the more you have to practice, the more time it's going to take you to add and learn the new skill while maintaining the old skills. And then once you become an advanced, once you're in the black belt ranges, it turns into years from first degree to second degree. Then from second to third, third to fourth, the years continue to grow. One year, two year, three year, because there's more to learn, know, master, and practice, right? So it took me seven years to get from white belt to black belt. And I'm a third degree, so then it took me another several years to continue to stack up my degrees. Then when I got out of martial arts, the thing that took over my life next was bodybuilding. And for me, I just wanted to build a big balanced physique uh, and do it naturally. And it took me four years to put on 43 pounds of muscle, right? But I could see the version of myself that I wanted to become physically And I knew I just had to keep working, keep putting on half a pound, a pound, a quarter of a pound per month at a time and just trust the process and put in the work. And eventually that person that I saw in my head would appear and he did. The next one, man, was probably one of the hardest. And that was my journey through mental and emotional therapy, right? It took me five years to get to a place where my therapist and I both agree that I'm healthy, that I can see through an untainted lens as I'm looking at the world and my relationships and what people are saying. Five years that took on a weekly 
minimum basis. The next ones were building this business, really. So I've been in the business for five and a half years. And with the company that I have built my agency with, Globe Life Family Heritage Division, they offer you vested ownership, but it takes time to earn it, right? At two years in, they give you 50% vested ownership or a second marshmallow, right? And then the longer you're here, year after year after year, that vesting grows until you hit your fifth year when you get 100% vested ownership of everything you've built and your company becomes yours. So you have to be able to see out at least five years to get there. Then another part of my business is the leadership side, actually scaling your agency and hiring people. And man, I have beat my head against the wall for the last three years to get five agents consistently producing on a weekly basis. And within the last month and a half, we've been holding steady with that. But man, I've almost quit hiring people probably 15 times in the last three years. So it just, you're not the only one who wants to quit or has the feeling of quitting. Like your brain and body know when things are taking a long time and they're hard and they're arduous and they're wearing on you mentally and emotionally and physically. Your brain and body know that and they want to tell you, yo, let go. Why are you doing this to yourself? The only thing that's going to keep you on is that long-term vision of who you want to become. And that's where the delayed gratification motivation comes from for me is I know I'm not going to get to be the person that I see in my head. I'm not going to get to have the finances I see in my head. I'm not going to get to take the vacations I see in my head. I'm not going to get the body that I see in my head. I'm not going to have the family running to those vacations and jumping in the ocean with me that I see in my head, if I don't stay, if I let go, if I don't hold the line, that version that I see of myself is never, ever, ever going to meet the version that I am today. And to me, that's not good enough. That's no excuse to let go. That's no excuse to be satisfied in the short term because I, I want to meet that person, right? And I, I can't even be disappointed in myself as a future version of myself because I'll never get there. So to me, that is my motivation for not letting go when things get tough is, man, I have to be able to see that version of myself. It can't only exist in my head. If it's in my head, I can make it happen. Hey, y'all. Sorry to interrupt the show, but I have to give a quick minute to our incredible sponsor, Divinity Group. Have you ever watched someone go through a battle with cancer? I sure as shit have. Have you ever been scrolling through Facebook and seen a local family begging for help through a medical crisis with a GoFundMe campaign? Same. It's tragic, right? Have you ever wondered what you would do if you were one of your family members were to be diagnosed with something horrific like cancer? Yeah, me too. That's why I protect my family with policies through Divinity Group. Divinity Group is a supplemental insurance agency, which means when shit goes sideways, they pay you directly 
rather than sending a check to the hospital. Health insurance is designed to keep doctors and hospitals in business. Divinity Group is designed to keep you in business. They deposit 100% tax-free cash into your bank account when you need it most. And they return 100% of your premiums if you never need to use the policy. (laughs) You heard me right. They return 100% of the unused premiums if you never have to go through something horrific. So your plan doubles as a savings account. Here's the best part. Plans start as low as $3.10 a month. For more info, visit www.divinitygroupllc.com. All right, let's get back to the show, y'all. After building my business, the one that really hits me the most is recently I bought a home. And I chuckle because of episode three um, when I told you guys about me getting foreclosed on as a teenager because I was living in a house my mom was supposed to be paying for and home ownership was out of the question for me. Um, But here I am uh, owning a house here in Kalispell, Montana. And that was a hard process. Three years ago, I didn't even have a credit score. And I had to ask my buddy Clint, hey man, who has been in mortgage for 13 years, uh, I'm trying to, at the time I was trying to buy a car and they wouldn't sell me a car because I didn't have any credit. And I was like, dude, what do I do? And he's like, okay, uh, first of all, you need to go get yourself a little prepaid credit card. And I did. Went out and got myself a prepaid credit card. And I only put that 100 bucks on it. And I started using it every month like crazy. And the next thing he said is, you got to get another form of monthly payment that reports to a credit bureau, dude. You got to get yourself in a car somehow or something. Um, you need to go find yourself something that will build a credit line. And luckily for me, Uh, My adopted sister was going through a life change, needed to get out from under uh, all of her bills, and we used the same bank, and they let me take over her loan. And so I kept that open for about a year, traded it into the car I actually wanted to drive, um, and have had that car payment open for roughly two years and just closed it when I bought my house because, again, I don't like debt. So as soon as I had the house line of credit open, I closed the line of credit on the car. Um, But it took me three years to build a credit score worthy of buying a house, right? That wasn't something that just happened, and I had to figure out a way to build my credit without doing something I didn't believe in, which was taking out a major credit card. Then from building the credit, I was buying this house with Kelly and I'm a big, big boundaries guy. And Kelly had some past debts from um, her previous marriage and just from credit cards when she was being a single mom and things of that nature. And I was like, yo, we got to get this knocked out. Um, You know, I'm this kind of debt freaks me out. And 
we made a plan together and I drew out a budget and a plan um, for paying it off. And even that took us two and a half years to get all that paid down, right? And now debt-free, Kelly is now in a uh, vehicle with a loan to do the same thing um, I was doing, which is building her credit, right? Having an open line of credit somewhere. Um, and for me, I just, I don't want that to be credit cards. So that was another two and a half year chunk of life to go, okay, before we make this move, we need to make these moves. And then to even buying the house itself, that was a nine month process for a couple of reasons. When I started shopping to get into the real estate game, I wanted to do it more of an more on an investment basis, meaning I wanted to buy an investment property, something like a duplex, triplex, quadplex, apartment building, um, some kind of small commercial building. And so that's where I was focusing. And Kalispell, Montana, over the last year, has been the fastest growing micropolitan area in the country. So everyone coming here, on top of the fact that we are already a tourist destination for Glacier National Park uh, and Whitefish Mountain Resort, big mountain for the OGs, the influx of people obviously drove the demand up. And when the demand went up, prices went up with it. And the few investment properties that were in Kalispell were either already being bought out or were ridiculously high priced, again, because of demand. And so I had spent the last three years building my credit, paying down debt with Kelly, and then year after year after year, getting pre-approval to find out that I was behind the market and I needed to go out and make more money. The first year that I got that news, I grew my business 92%. They said, go make more money. So I went out, I hustled, I grew my business 40% the next year. Got outpaced by the market. They told me, go make more money. Business is up like 40% again. And the market was still outpacing us. And I literally, again, almost threw my hands in the air. I texted uh, my mortgage broker. I texted my realtors. I was like, look, this is crazy. I'm just going to put my head back down, grow the business again, see what I can get done in the next six to eight months, and we can reapproach this. And they were like, no, 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 come on, stay with it. Just keep your eyes open. And then the market started going crazy. And interest rates started going through the roof. And I was like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm not getting involved. I can't do it. And they were like, again, just keep your eye on the ball, watch. And when those mortgage rates started going up, prices inevitably started coming back down, right? So there was a level out starting to happen. And so we kept our eye on the market and we found the exact house, not the exact investment property, but the exact house that we wanted months ago that was way out of our budget 
and now is coming down in price and came into our budget right as I was getting ready to throw my hands in the air. But while price was coming down, the mortgage rates were going up. And so I was still like, sorry, dude, I don't think I'm going to be buying in these conditions. And he's like, look, the rates are crazy. They're up, they're down. I'll just keep in contact with you. You send me whatever you find. And there was this little sweet spot where that house came right into our price range. And all of a sudden, for just a couple days, mortgage rates dropped below 5%. We had sent the house to our mortgage broker. He got back to us, said, yeah, the rates are actually better than when I originally uh, did your pre-approval. I don't know how long this is going to last. If you want it, move. And so we moved and we got the house. We moved in on the 23rd of last month. Uh, and it's been obviously a hectic three weeks just getting moved in to the new house. But that was three years of building credit, two and a half years of paying off debt, and nine months of shopping, right? That's delayed gratification, and we literally have the exact house we want in our budget, and we were able to completely furnish the entire house uh, and stay under budget on that, because of how patient we were with the market and the fact that everything just kind of lined up when we needed it to. And that brings up one of my favorite quotes as well, which is the harder I work, the luckier I get. Right. So if you just look at the moment we bought the house, it looks really lucky. We struck right when mortgage rates dropped, da, da 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 but it wasn't. It was all that work, all those years, staying in contact with my mortgage broker, knowing where the market was, and then, yeah, you're able to see little moments of opportunity, little moments of luck because you're so focused on the goal that when an answer pops up and reveals itself to you, you automatically recognize it. You're like, bang, there it is. That's what I'm looking for. And you're able to capitalize on that moment because you're ready for it. So you have to be willing to put off the gratification, but it it's not just about putting out that goal, that dream, five years, two years, one month, whatever your deal is that you're working on, and then just going, cool, well, I'll see you in a month, I'll see you in a year, and then thinking that it's all just going to come and show up at your doorstep for you. Like, I'm blown away when people that I talk to think that's how the quote-unquote law of attraction works, that you just say what you want, you give it an end date, and it'll show up for you. No, that's just step one, right? You got to go out, you got to work for it, you got to keep your eye on the ball, you got to not falter on trying to capitalize too early, right? So if you add up all that time of how long it took me to get my black belt, build that 43 pounds of muscle, get to the vesting ownership of my business, buy the house, pay off the debt, build the credit, all of that, that was 27 and a half years of delayed gratification and I'm 31 years old. The reason I can sit and enjoy all the things that I've built 
in my life, the self-confidence, the office and the team and the business, this podcast, my sense of self-worth, my family, all of it is because I was willing to go put in the work to become somebody that I knew I could become and I had no idea how long it would take. But I knew that if I just kept my eye on the ball and showing up every day, that I would get there. So if you're in the bottom 30% of those kids that just can't seem to help yourself, you got to get that hit of dopamine. You have to reward yourself right now because I deserve it. Then, man, if you're trying to get to goals and you feel like you never can, you got to set up something small. Make it a day. I'm not going to have sugar until tomorrow, right? If you start every day with a donut and you end every night with a bowl of ice cream, just go one day without it, right? Just fast from sugar for one day. Just see if you can do it one day, right? If you think badly about yourself and you're always talking down to yourself, see if you can go five minutes without saying anything mean to yourself, right? Just set up little tiny achievable goals and slowly but surely you'll start to build momentum. If you're in that second 30% of kids, if you're like, oh man, I can, I can wait, but oh, patience gets the best of me and I can only, I can only make it about halfway. And then I just, however far we are, that's good enough, right? I just got to know, I got to taste it. I got to have it now. Good right? You are starting, you have the beginning builder blocks of becoming very, very good at being able to delay gratification as long as you need to. So just start to pay attention when you have a goal for yourself and you start to get close and then something happens or you reward yourself too early or you get distracted and you quit or whatever. Notice what happens right before you falter and see if you can correct that. If you can correct that, maybe you make it a little bit further next time and a little bit further and a little bit further, but you got to remember the kids that were sitting in there. If you're staring at your marshmallow, chances are you're going to eat it, right? So find a way for you to know what you're working towards without just looking at it all the time. Don't put it right next to your bed. Don't put it right next to you in the car. Put it somewhere where you know it's there and you can come back to it later. And then if you're in the top 30%, if you're the ones that can wait, man, round of applause, bravo. Congratulations. You know how to delay gratification to get what you want. Now the question is, are you that 30% or are you the next 10% that as soon as you get that reward, you go, let's do it again. How do I get more of that? How do I double it? Can I leave it in there? Man, if you are one of those, I would encourage you to find something, to find a big goal. If you're already the kind of person working on and crushing big goals, man, good for you. You found it. You've got your outlet. 
you're grinding, you're working, you're saving, you're hustling, you're headed towards the person that you know you can become. If you're not, and you just know that you have that skill inherently in you, man, find a way to start harnessing that thing, right? Find a way to start a business, find a way to become an independent salesperson for somebody. Uh, If you're an artist, man, get out there and start creating, right? If there's self-doubt, don't worry about that because you have the skill to push through self-doubt because you have the skill to just sit and wait for good things to come. So yeah, self-doubt, man, sit and outweigh self-doubt. That's all you got to do. Self-doubt ain't got nothing on your patience. So if you are one of the hustlers out grinding, man, I see you. I appreciate you. I applaud you. I'm proud of you. But know that I'm also proud of that middle group and that bottom group because part of it is our biology. We just are who we are. But that is not the end of our story. We are not just our biology. We are awareness. And the problem is most of us are not aware enough of our lives and our habits. We just think that it's our biology and it's who we are. Man, humans are adaptable. If you learned anything from our last episode with Dr. Andy Armour, we are adaptable. We are malleable. Neuroplasticity is a real thing. And if you want bigger achievements and you want to achieve bigger goals Man, I'm telling you, it's possible for you, but it is going to take a lot of work and a lot of patience. I told you, 27 and a half years of delayed gratification for me to become mentally healthy, a black belt, put on the type of muscle I want, buy a house, build my credit. You have to be willing to work for it. So if you are, man, get a hold of me and let me know because I want to be in your corner. I want to cheer you on. I want to let you know that I see you and I appreciate your efforts. And if you're somebody that needs help, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and ask me for some help. Because man, if I can help you, it just adds to my purpose here on earth being fulfilled. And that alone brings me gratitude to know that I could be that for you in your time. So find something in your life that you can put out as a goal for a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, or 10 years from now, and start working on it. All right, y'all. We have reached the inevitable end of today's episode. But before we go our separate ways, I just want to take a quick minute to say fucking thank you. Thank you for investing your listening time with me when there are literally millions of other artists whose content you could be consuming. Your support and feedback mean more to me than you will ever realize, which is why I'm going to ask you for one favor before we wrap this thing up. Please, if you have found any value in the show at all, there are three things you can do to help us grow. One, follow and or subscribe so you never miss another episode. Two, rate the show so other listeners can see just how goddamn good our content is. And three, Take a screenshot of this episode, share it with your followers, and tag me at John Divine Inc. so that they have the same opportunities and access to information that you do. Now, get out there and enjoy the pursuit of the healthiest, wealthiest, most authentic version of yourself, and I'll see you right back here in two weeks for another episode of the Healthy Wealthy People Podcast. Peace!